Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast. My name's Saint. And I am Jim. And welcome back to you. This is, I guess, uh, episode three of the new season. Episode three, season three. A lot of threes going on. So I hope you guys are doing all right. Uh, as we record this, it's Super Bowl Sunday and I don't care about the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't so. care about football in general. I never have. It's something that anybody who has to deal with me on Facebook understands. <laughs> Anytime the new sports ball season fires up, I just bitch that it's going to be months of, of this shit dominating the culture. And then the Super Bowl is always nice because then it's over for a little while. Um, I don't hate it like I used to. I just I don't have anything invested in it, so it's like, you know, whatever. You can't even go to one of those really cool Super Bowl parties that you normally do because those are all about food, and I'm all about the food, but... Yeah, go to watch the commercials, scarf up some chicken wings. That's actually kind of a good time, but right. you know, the, the whole football thing, I, I that'd be a whole nother episode, and I just <laughs> pulled out the Midwestern whole nother, which I know is grammatically ridiculous, but it's a colloquialism. Whole nother. But yeah, that would be the, the anti-fandom episode. I do nothing about rant and rave about how much football sucks and what a cancer it is in the culture, but, you know, we won't do that. We like to keep things positive around here. <laughs> so Jim and I uh, want to remind you, of course, at the start of the episode here that... Uh, uh, the reason that we do this podcast is to talk to you, to get your opinions, uh, to not be speaking into an echo chamber. So uh, what we want to remind you is that you can reach out and get in touch with any of us, uh, or any of us being me or Jim, uh, and uh, submit your ideas for the show. Uh, if you want to come on the show and talk, you're more than welcome to submit your ideas for that as well. Uh, you can do that one of two ways. You can, or one of three ways actually. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom. You can hit us up in our uh, original Gmail, which is fuel your fandom at gmail.com. And then, Jim, what is the booking and talent Gmail? Yep. If you have an idea for a show that you would like to hear, or if you or somebody you know would like to be a guest on the show, you can hit us up at fyftalentbooking at gmail.com, and that will zip right to our inboxes, and we will check it out and get back to you. Absolutely. And so uh, the idea that we had for today's podcast has been kicking around in my noodle for a while. Uh, there's <laughs> been this, uh, this trend, uh, and I want to say recently, but judging by the research I did for this episode, it's not recent. Uh, but there's this trend of uh, fast food companies uh, going and doing this really ridiculous off-the-wall things to advertise their product, to get their name out there. And, you know, I'd been looking at the fact that Wendy's had come up with a role-playing campaign, a role-playing book and guide. And uh, I've got an entire idea for a podcast where we just sit and play that, which is sheer lunacy. And, of course, Wendy's is kind of the king of uh, clapbacks on Twitter lately. They've oh, got yeah. a really, really good social media person. Absolutely. And that, of course, can be an episode all to itself, too, because, I mean, the whoever they're hiring to do their social media is freaking brilliant. Well, I should have said Wendy's is the queen of clapback media. They are, they are Wendy's. Yeah. The burger would That's be the king. That's an oversight on but, my part. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But... Once we started delving into this, now the thing that actually brought this up again as a podcast topic is uh, Jim and I were waxing uh, nerdy about the KF console, which is of course KFC's new gaming console, which are words that shouldn't exist. They don't are, make sense when you put, put them together in that order for the most part. It sounds wrong coming out of my mouth. It's, it's bizarre to say the least. And so, you know, looking into it, I watched some videos about it and everything, and we're going to talk about it, but I started doing some real introspective thinking about, like, 
I seem to remember KFC doing another thing, and and I look back and looked up this other thing, and and then I'm like, while I looked up that, there was more, and so as I was sending Jim picture after picture after picture, he's like, Jesus Christ, how deep does this rabbit hole go? Apparently, and pretty deep, as we found out, all the way to the goddamn bottom, all the, the way. The core of the Earth, where where, where they the the, the, the the spinning ball of magma that powers our planet. This, this is when you started sending me these pictures. I mean, like you said, a lot of fast food companies, they go to some pretty strange lengths to promote themselves. Uh, you know, it's it's fast food. There's there's a, uh, a drive-through in every street corner. It's America. It's Western culture, right? For better or for worse, mostly for worse. I mean, the food is good, but it will kill you. Um, but KFC has taken it to such a ridiculous extreme of, <laughs> of 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 shit you would never have even thought about you know th- their marketing department has been in overdrive for quite some time it appears to, several uh, decades yeah to 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 get the word out about the restaurant by producing ridiculous tie-in things that are KFC themed or KFC branded but that have absolutely nothing to do with with serving with, fried chicken and chicken, mashed potatoes to the masses, yeah, right, yeah. and and so that's kind of what the where the topic kind of took a bend. It, we're going to talk about all the different companies that did that kind of uh, merchandising tie-in, and then of course McDonald's has done it, Burger King's done it. They've all kind of dabbled in it, uh, and of course everyone knows that McDonald's is the number one mass producer of toys in the United States, distributor of toys in the United States, uh, just specifically because of the Happy Meals. But this took. A weird kind of trippy turn down, just straight up fucking bizarre, and and so I told Jim I'm like we, we're gonna have to focus this episode entirely on KF crap because there's <laughs> KF crap for the so win. much of it, so much KFC FTW. So of course now we started with like I said the KF console and and this was announced in uh, 2020. And it's a partnership with uh, Cooler Master, computer parts maker Cooler Master, to create uh, a gaming console, a timed release sort of around the time frame when uh, Xbox and uh, Sony were releasing their new consoles. Um, And everyone thought it was a joke. And the big concept, the big key for that, was the fact that it has... As its key feature, it's shaped like a bucket, first of all. Like, yep. of course it would be. Um, but the key <laughs> feature on this is a chicken warming drawer that you can put your chicken in and keep it warm while you game. And it, it is worth pointing out at this point that as banana pants as that sounds like, this is real. This is a thing you can actually buy. You can go on the internet, you can give them your hard-earned American dollars, and you can get a gaming-themed PC that has a chicken warming drawer that is produced, in part at least, by Kentucky Fried Chicken, the restaurant. Right. Now, it's not available yet. It's still available uh, um, kind of as a, a pre-order kind of thing. They're still gauging interest because... And I've watched a couple videos where they explain and talk about the different uh, components that are involved and specking it against a PC with the same kind of component specs. And uh, it seems to be a bit pricey. Like, I think the the one review I, I read about or watched about it on YouTube uh, put it up around two grand. Uh, if they were going to do the same specs as as the PCs that were similarly uh, uh, loaded. 
Uh, of course, those PCs don't have a computer with a chicken warming drawer in it. But that uh, is the key selling point. The thing is, the thing that makes this uh, weird, but really kind of in the realm of possibility, is because they are legitimately using this chicken warming drawer as a method of cooling the PC. Most PCs yeah. have a way and a method to deal with what they call heat waste. Uh, because gen uh, computers and uh, the the things that attach to them, the, the graphical cards and the processors specifically, generate a lot of heat waste when they're being used. And so these things are usually cooled by something like a bunch of fans or... Thermal uh, paste, a heat sink. Right. Uh, water cooling is popular. Um, but... The analysis that I watched broke it down, and, and if you want to watch it, it was actually an analysis on uh, uh, Game Theory, which is a channel I watch a lot. Uh, but he broke it down and, and discussed how they use the heat rising and the fan blowing the heat up from the PC area into this chicken chamber, and actually putting meat in the chicken chamber does help it's about 88%, whereas water is like 98%. So it's only a small drop in efficiency from water cooling your PC. And then, of course, the bucket has a big old fan on top to exhaust everything else. And it's a legitimate product. It could work. It very you just well have to could know work. That, that it was KFC, if I'm. I've worked in marketing for a long time, total disclosure, and I understand that sometimes these brainstorming meetings where you get people sitting around the table saying, okay, let's just start tossing out completely off the... And there's no bad ideas. Just toss out whatever ideas you possibly have to to market or to, to raise brand awareness or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I'm sure, I, I can almost guarantee you that some intern, some gaming nerd intern, uh, and I, I say that with no, um, you know, sort of denigration at all because I'm, I've been a gaming nerd intern... Um, probably tossed out, hey, let's make a game console. And then, you know, somebody wrote it down and thought, yeah, that's pretty funny. And then somebody else looked into it and thought, you know what? Just like what, what you just said about, you know, there's a way that we can use that heat waste to actually, you know, warm chicken. Because what's the one other thing that gamers like besides playing games? They love to eat. Yeah. And the sort of like uh, the stereotype of like the chunky gamer hanging out in his mom's basement is, is an ugly one. But, you know, um, it might have some some basis in reality. <laughs> and uh, so there have been con con all kinds of uh, food tie-ins like the Mountain Dew Game Fuel or like the Cheetos Special Gamer Edition with like Master Chief on the bag or whatever. So, you know, it's it, it went from probably being a really ridiculous suggestion in a strategy meeting to somebody kind of thinking, eh, you know, that's actually not a half bad idea. And now here we are. You know, I got a guy over at Cooler Master I can talk to who, uh, you know, and, and, and I can't even knock it, really. I mean, kudos to them for thinking outside of the box. And that's what this whole episode kind of is, is just uh, the sheer unabashed lunacy of the shit that they've come up with. in their, And I want to know who does their marketing. I'm going to do a little more research after the episode because this isn't the stuff that I've got a quite a considerable list we can go down. This isn't even all of it. I had no. to stop at some mm -hmm. point because it's like it was just getting ridiculous. We actually had so. to prioritize and cut off a list of like all the crazy tie-in marketing ideas that KFC has come up with in the last couple of years to make sure this wasn't one of those episodes that we forget to look at the clock that runs for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I do tend to do that. Uh, me and the clock are not friends most of the time. But um, Clock blocker. <laughs> well, it's chicken. 
It could technically yeah. be. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Chicken blocker. It's not exactly a family show, but we're not gonna. You know, we don't go there. Yeah, no. We, I mean, I swear a lot, but I try to keep it <laughs> PG swearing. I guess I don't know. How many how many f words am I allotted per episode? Uh, I think if you're going by Hollywood standards, MPAA uh, guidelines, it's a, it's it's one f bomb per uh, per film. If you're going to keep it PG thirteen, fuck. Yeah, let's get that out of the way right up top. <laughs> Pretty sure I already did. Okay, but so the gaming PC is it's it's not a console specifically. It's more of a gaming PC, and, and it's a rather limited one at that because it doesn't seem to have a lot of uh, swappable components, which is kind of a key feature of most gaming PCs. But uh, it is a thing, and it is something that can be reliably used. So. You could theoretically game on it, and you could keep your chicken warm at the same time. Right. So I mean, and I can't. I can't lie. I want one. I think that'd be cool. Just, as shit. just for the just, sheer novelty alone. Just to know I had one, but I'm not about to spend 2K on one because, right. good lord, that's sec- aftermarket uh, PS5 money right there. So. Yeah, for real. That's they're still going for uh, pretty premium prices on some of the reseller sites, right. which you know, again, not to get off topic, but that's not likely to change anytime soon. I'm glad you got your PS5, but I've been seeing a whole lot of stories in the last couple of days about how the semiconductor shortage is keeping the uh, the 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 PS5 still in, in pretty short supply, and it probably will until late like spring April or early or, summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's frustrating. But all right, Such we're life. not going to get back into that again. The nah. next, the next one that I got here. Now, this is another one of the really recent ones. In fact, it's still technically available if you can find it. If you can't find it uh, uh, at Walmart, which is where it was released, you can definitely find it at Amazon for a minimal markup. And that was the KFC Firelog. Now, the also K- a real product. Also a very real product. Now. Uh, I, I watched a couple of uh, videos about it. It's made by a company called Envirolog, and and it's your typical uh, fire starter log. It's made out of pressed cardboard and wax, and it's meant to be where you light the bag, and it catches everything else on fire, and it gives you it produces you a nice little fire without uh, you know damaging trees and using recycled waste, and it's really environmentally friendly. You can find um, these at any big box store. You know, I, they have them. Uh, you know, especially in the winter time in, in colder areas. Oh yeah. Um, you can just get these these kindling things. You light the wrapper. It, yeah, it, it starts your fire in your fireplace in your house, and and uh, they're they're pretty. Uh, they've, they've been out for a little while, but not the KFC version. That's a relatively new thing that right. got released, according to your research, in uh, November of 2020. So it's only a couple of months old. Right. And you can get them at Walmart and at Amazon in case you want to not just create a cozy fire in your home. But a cozy fire in your home that's going to make you hungry for wings. That's <laughs> uh, that's what they're all about in this instance. Right, and I got to say again, this is marketing genius because people are going to burn fire logs anyway. Now, I don't, I, I myself wouldn't spend fifteen twenty dollars on a fire log, and I actually almost I take that back. I almost did. I almost went on Amazon to order one of these just because I wanted something out of all of the things that we're going to talk about today, and that seemed to be the most readily available. But, and the most reasonably priced, if we're being honest. Right, true. But I couldn't bring myself to drop that kind of cash. So, uh, now what I did watch is I watched a lot of review videos for it because there's a lot of them. It's a very real mm-hmm. product that people got in their hands. And the biggest complaint that I saw <laughs> was that the smell is entirely in the bag. 
once they did this because this review couple opened the bag and took the actual presto log out and and it's like you say it's there or like i said it's all wax and, and and cardboard and all the stuff that would normally be associated with one of these presto logs but it didn't smell like chicken the bag smelled like chicken which seems like a really strange opportunity because, you know, like we were talking about with the KF console, one of the biggest problems with the computer is heat waste. And one of the biggest problems with chicken is grease waste. If you've ever been to a, any kind of a restaurant that does any deep frying, <laughs> you see the giant dumpster outside that says grease only, and a giant, like, almost septic truck comes along once in a while and sucks up all that grease and takes it to God knows where. It seems to me as though you could have repurposed some of that chicken grease and replaced at least a portion of the wax in this fire log, whatever binding agent they use to, to, to keep the, the cardboard together, and you could have infused the entire log with some chicken grease, because, you know, can you it's, the defining characteristic is that it's flammable and that it smells like chicken. Could you imagine the conflagration that would come from lighting chicken grease on fire in your uh, in your fireplace? Well, I'm not saying that you make it so that it explodes or that it leaks or, you know, just put like a couple of drops of chicken grease in with the wax. Mix it in so that you've got actually some some uh, some used chicken. It's, you know, if you're going to be environmental about it and, and, and reduce uh, waste and cardboard to make a fire log out of it, then it only makes sense to use a little bit of the chicken grease and to, to, to bind it together with the wax. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, then again, I'm just a marketing guy. So who, what do I even know? Right. And, and. I guess that uh, you know, once the paper wrapper burned off, uh, that kind of just got rid of the smell and it was all gone. And, and after that, it was just like a regular fire log that you paid almost $20 And you might as for. well just burn the 15 bucks. And fuck, you can burn a bucket of chicken. It still costs you less. Yeah, just get your KFC, eat the chicken, invert the bucket, stick it in your fireplace, and then light that sucker up. I mean, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> right. It'll still go up like a pile of kindling, so... And in that instance, the uh, the chicken smell is still just pretty much in the paper. <laughs> so that's still available. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that on uh, uh, Walmart if you can find it now. I do need to put out there, and I know this should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. We are in no way sponsored by... Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC at large. Uh, I'd like. You're not it if, affiliated with the Colonel at all. I wish I was. I could go for a. I mean, right if, now. if anybody at KFC hears this and they actually want to toss us a couple of bones, not chicken bones, but actual dollar bones, just to uh, <laughs> help sponsor the podcast. I mean, we're not, uh, we're not, uh, you know, above taking a couple of bucks from a sponsor if they want to uh, to throw us a few. But absolutely yeah, not. This this episode is currently not brought to you by KFC, although it may as well be because you know it's 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 going to be an hour of talking about uh, KFC just nerding so about you know yeah. free publicity for them. So you know if they want to pay for it, we're you know we're. Fuck, send me a coupon we, for a bucket of chicken, guys. That's all I'm asking. Honest to God. You know, I mean, it's not that... Uh, if you want to accuse us of being sellouts, that's totally fine. But, you know, I, I, I've i been saying for years I, I would gladly be a sellout if I could find somebody willing to write a check. Right, exactly. I, I'm not so... Uh, I don't have that kind of... What do you call that? Uh, creative... Uh, uh, I don't even know how to say what I want to say. I, I don't have that kind of... Uh, uh, mental block to selling out. I'm well. I'm with it. You know, that's what everything you do is, is to generate income, and, and God forbid you generate an income. So, oh yeah. All right. So moving We're on. We're not from... around here. <laughs> no, I am an unabashed whore. Let it be known. Uh, let's go into uh, 
Now, KFC in New Zealand in 2016 released a scented candle that smells like the 11 herbs and spices. Uh, it was a giveaway, a promotional giveaway off of the KFC New Zealand's Facebook page. Uh, I looked. I tried to see if I could get my hands on one. There's not an official one left. I think one of the videos I saw was just someone burning gravy in a candle boat, but whatever. Um, Which sounds like something I would totally do. <laughs> if I didn't think it would catch fire. Because, I mean, if we're not going to kiss KFC's ass enough over this episode, I, I have to say that uh, I, I've been trying in my life, because I'm aging as we all are, to try to stay away from fast food, except in rare instances. Um, for the most part, I'm pretty successful at it. I can walk past a Big Mac without breaking a sweat. You know, a Whopper is not... I'm not going to regret the Whoppers I didn't eat. Um, <laughs> but there are certain, uh, like, probably a little bit further down the... Uh, the availability chain, whether regional chains or ones that don't quite have the same market penetration as your McDonald's, Wendy's, and, and, KFC, and Burger King, like KFC. They are the second largest uh, fast food chain in the country, but, you know, try and find one. Um, I know there's a few around here, but I have a very hard time to this day passing up a KFC without actually stopping in because, uh, There's just you know, something about uh, it. Yeah, there's something about it. I mean, the chicken is good. Let's be fair about that. The chicken is very good. But um, the thing that, that I have a really hard time staying away from anytime that I go buy a KFC is that fucking gravy. I mean, I don't know what they do to it. I don't know what they put in it. I have no, Maybe they're, they're as closely guarded about the recipe as they are the 11 herbs and spices, even though that's theoretically leaked a couple of times if you want to scour the internet a little bit. But that fucking gravy, I could do shots of that shit. It's amazing. And Absolutely. I don't, it's, 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 probably, it's, it's probably just all fat and salt. And, you know, as, as most pepper. good things that taste good are. But uh, that gravy, they, they, they nailed it. I mean, humankind has achieved the perfect gravy, and you can buy it in containers at KFC. That's, that's just a fact. Right, and I've gone so far as to, like, run out of mashed potatoes and still have a little bit of the gravy. And I, I drank it. I'm yeah. fat. I, mean, I like so it. it. We we all do. That's just one of those shameful things that we all do that nobody talks about. <laughs> but let's just get that out in the sunlight. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. All of us are a little bit bummed out when we have a little bit of gravy left over at the end of the mashed potatoes, and we just scoop that shit out with a spoon, or we just sip it right out of the fucking cup. That's one of those things that unites us all as a species. We do I agree. It. I agree. You, we all do it. And if you don't do it, you're lying. You do it. Uh, unless yes, you're vegan or vegetarian, in which case, okay, you get a pass this time. But then you're not going to KFC to begin with. But if you're a carnivore okay. and you go Ain't to shit KFC, there for you. yeah. you're mainlining the fucking drippings. That's just what you do. <laughs> so they released a candle that, that supposedly smelled like uh, the, the 11 herbs and spices. And, and can't find it. I tried to find it. This was back in 2016, as I said. So a lot of these weird products started cropping up right around 2015, 2016. So you're going to notice a real pattern when we talk about these things. So. Uh, it's interesting. Now, I want to talk about one more before we take our first break here. And, and this is, again, in 2016, and this was done by KFC in Germany. Uh, which, if y'all didn't know, KFC is absolutely enormous the entire world over. In fact, we aren't even... We're the biggest marketplace, America being the biggest marketplace, but China is right there. Over there in Japan, right there. The Asian countries eat this shit up it's even a yeah. holiday issue over there like they don't yeah. do like you know turkey dinners on thanksgiving kind of thing or, or i guess they don't have thanksgiving but i guess they don't do turkey dinners on like christmas or whatnot they go to kfc that's the, that's yeah. their thing it's giant buckets of kfc over there. In, in, in asian countries for, for the holidays and and they actually have had shortages yeah 
And so, so you think KFC? They, they, they've rebranded themselves as KFC because fried became a naughty word in uh, in, in food science a number of years ago. It's, everybody knows what it stands for, but they call themselves KFC. It's easier to say it's shorter. It, it, it takes up less ink to put on a bucket or a piece of promotion material. <laughs> but you know, the other uh, one of the other letters in KFC that they've they've sort of deep six for marketing purposes is Kentucky. You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You would think. That a company that was based on, you know, Colonel Sanders' original recipe, 11 herbs and spices, and that originated from somewhere in Kentucky, would not necessarily have the global reach that KFC does, but they do. KFC is, you, you can go to just about any industrialized country in the world, and you can find a KFC somewhere. And oh, it's yeah. going to taste the same as it does in Louisville. Absolutely, because they're so strictly adherent to that recipe that apparently is so guarded, it's in multiple locations, and... You need two keys to open the vault or whatever. I, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's one of those, like, even the CEO of the company doesn't have both parts. You know, that kind of so, thing. So, because KFC is so huge in Germany, uh, KFC, well, they came out with a keyboard tray. Yes. A keyboard tray. Did you watch anything about that? Um, that was one of the ones I didn't get to, so I didn't exactly get a chance to see it, so I will definitely defer to your description on this one, but... It was, it's basically, every tray, you, if you go to a fast food restaurant, they put a paper liner on the tray, ostensibly to keep your food from contacting uh, that surface. It's something they can get rid of quick and easily clean the trays. Uh, what KFC was doing to promote um, in Germany was... They were promoting a bunch of new restaurants that they had just opened over there, and so they came up with what they call the Tray Typer. And this was a paper-thin, uh, Bluetooth-enabled keyboard. And what it allowed the customer to do was send up glowing texts and tweets and Facebook posts about eating it, the new KFCs, eating the chicken, without getting your phone all grubby and greasy. It's nice that they put that thought into it because it's actually a useful product. I mean, it's kind of stupid. Much but... like all of these things, useful but stupid. <laughs> but, uh, and I, again, I searched on eBay. I tried to find a tray typer, uh, and they just don't exist. Uh, they were all taken. They did for a time, you know? but they have gone into the wind now. Yeah, and wherever they like, are Like many of these things, they were, were meant to be disposable like the the fire log you burn it the candle you burn it the keyboard tray you use it and then it goes into the wind much like the the nature of fast food itself it's meant to to linger on the palate for a moment and bring a rush of a of, of endorphins and then you know it's gone into the breeze forever right and that's why i'm afraid to get that uh, <laughs> computer because i'm afraid that it's gonna just be say it works for like a month and then it goes tits up and now all of a sudden you're at two grand or whatever it is so yeah, stranger things have happened. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep diving down this never-ending pit of interesting but crazy KFC shit. Stick around.
Hi everybody, welcome back. So, now, I hope you guys like that bumper music. That's kind of something new that I'm putting in there in lieu of the fact that we don't have any advertising right now. We are still looking for advertisers, KFC, but uh, <clears throat> in the vague uh, hole that we leave in there for breaks, uh, we like to, we've been playing around with the idea of putting in music, so I'm going to put in some music on there and see how it goes, and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, send me a message on Facebook or, or throw me an email, tell me what you think, and... As always, this is not a one-way conduit of communication. We do want to hear from you. Absolutely. Now, here we're going to talk more about KFC. Now, I want to talk about some stuff, the KFC stuff that I personally experienced during this research phase for this episode. Now, like I said, I did a lot more research for this episode, funnily enough, than I do for almost any other episode, which is ridiculous because I always talk about stuff that I like to talk about. That's the entire purpose of this podcast. But I went down such a freaking rabbit hole with this stuff. And the first thing I want to discuss is one of the more recent things. The Lifetime Movie. A Recipe for Seduction. Starring Mario fucking Lopez. Mario Lopez. Saved by the Bell, Mario Lopez. Yeah, this this thing, this boomeranged around the internet and I, I became aware of it. Um... A couple of months ago, because it looked like one of those fake trailers that the a brand might put out to uh, to kind of promote their product, and it was a funny thing. And here's uh, um, you know Mario Lopez with the, uh, the the classic salt and pepper, uh, the badly frosted and, hair, and yeah, and and the, the sort of the, the Van Dyke mustache and beard combo that was made famous by the the man Harlan Colonel Harlan Sanders himself, and it looked like one of those things that just like an overwrought. Um, you know, uh, romance movie kind of thing that was just full of Sturm and Drang and, and melodrama. And it and, was. Uh, Absolutely yeah, it, was. Yeah. it was. Yes. Uh, I hadn't necessarily set out to watch the entire thing. <laughs> and and in fact, when I told my wife we were going to watch it, she kind of rolled her eyes and looked at me like, really, do we have to? And uh, I said yes. And what happened was <laughs> is I found it on YouTube, and it's it's in actuality only about 15 minutes long. So, it wasn't a huge investment of time. Um, it was an interesting investment of time. Um, yeah, as you say, it was melodrama. It was everything you would expect in a Lifetime movie, but amped to, like, the cheesiest nth degree. And, uh, you know, Mario Lopez playing the the sexy Colonel Harlan Sanders as the third wheel in a, in a relationship all of a sudden. Uh, between this, the, the the best camp has to be self aware that it's camp. It has to know. Oh, absolutely, it's absolutely. Otherwise, it's just melodrama. But you know, for for these these guys to every soap opera trope, every you know swelling string sections and mm -hmm. and uh, you know uh, declarations of 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 love the, of the sort that you really only that you rarely find outside of a Harlequin pulp paperback. I mean, it was you know. You, you, this shouldn't exist. It shouldn't exist, and it shouldn't work. Um, <laughs> but ostensibly, uh, it kind of both exists and works, mostly because it knows exactly what it is. It knows that it's a cheesy, overhyped camp uh, spoof. Right, so they just leaned heavy into movies. that. Yeah. Kind of like the old Batman series uh, back in 66. Yeah, they, they knew they were corny. They knew they were campy. They kind of leaned into it and made it their bitch. Same thing with this. Now, yes, ostensibly this is to sell chicken. And first of all, does Mario Lopez ever fucking age? Does he? 
I, I submit no. He's uh, a time he could lord. Be Slater again. I, and Eddie I, is I, Slater I, again. Totally. Yeah, well, that's what Peacock, I was going to say. I haven't. Yeah. Right. I haven't watched the new Saved by the Bell series. R.I.P. Dustin Diamond. Even though you were kind of a bastard, all things considered. Right. Um, I haven't watched it, but he he looks like he just stepped off the set of the '90s show. Yeah. And he's back at. I mean, I you know I don't. I but I have seen him on like extra. I, Mario Lopez. If you're a, a carbon-based life form that exists in the universe in this timeline, you're aware of Mario <laughs> Lopez, and you've seen him. And Flawless right, skin, not, this, muscles. I, I need to know his regime, his skincare <laughs> regimen. It's, it's it, I, whatever it is. I have to do it because yeah, he looked like a million bucks in this thing, even with the cheesy frosted hair and the ridiculous Van Dyke mustache. And I gotta say, I'm not uh, I'm not attracted to him, but I get it. He's a good-looking dude. I mean, ladies, gay dudes, people who are attracted to men. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's, uh, Whoever he's one of those people are. that even even as a totally straight dude, you could just look at him and go, yeah, man, he's uh, he's got it going on, and, and I totally respect anybody who's into that. He's just kind of looking and go, nice, nice. Yeah, there you go. But okay, so now that we're done fawning over Mario Lopez, uh, the plot, like you say, it's it's a bit uh, like comical, over the edge uh, soap opera. Uh, he's the uh, new head chef uh, for this ostensibly wealthy couple or wealthy family uh, who is actually going broke and is depending upon the daughter's pending nuptials to this uh, sleazy toad of a man uh, to pull them out of the financial quagmire that they're in. And she instantly falls in love, as you do in these things, with Harlan oh, Sanders yeah. now. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden she wants nothing to do with her fiance, who's kind of a controlling douchebag. So we get it. As, as the, the rich bad guy in movies always, you know, they got a sweater right. tied around their neck or they have money. You know, the rich dude is pretty much, it's like going he's back ex- to the... He's the, exactly that dude. Yeah, like the, going back to the Always Punch the Nazi episode. You know, it's it's a shorthand trope that you can use to uh, to convey the, to the audience that this is the bad guy. He's the rich, douchey, manipulative, you know, controlling asshole who, who's never had to work for his money and, you know, thinks it entitles him to all kinds of dominion over other people and, you know, that's just kind of what you're left with. And then you've got the uh, the humble chicken slinging chef in the kitchen who's got, you know, bulging biceps out of his chef's coat and, and he's throwing around those 11 herbs and spices and just bringing the heat. There you go. <laughs> bringing the heat. Mario Lopez. Um, but... Yeah, so I mean, it's about exactly what you would expect. It's about fifteen minutes long. I, I laughed at the end of it. It was, it was, it was interesting. Now you could go on and say that I watched it, so you didn't have to. But I encourage it. It's, <laughs> it's free. If it's you got on, fifteen minutes, it's on KFC's uh, uh, YouTube page, and and I mean, it's worth a watch. It was humorous. But that leads me into the other part that I experienced this weekend, which was. They have released on Steam, as of September 2019, a game. It's a dating simulator, which are very popular over in Japan. Yeah. Um, called I Love You, Colonel Sanders. And so I downloaded it off of Steam. It was free. Again, you don't have to pay no actual currency. It's just a, a time spent kind of thing. KFC does know which side their biscuit is buttered on, so they're not going to charge you for their promotional stuff. You know, the, the, the value to them, the value to them is in you uh, spending a little bit of time uh, immersing yourself in the KFC brand, and then hopefully, you know, in the best case scenario, getting real super hungry for chicken, and then going to the restaurant and getting yourself a bucket. Absolutely, and so that's kind of what this was about. Now, this game focuses on you as a young ostensibly female protagonist you never see yourself so i mean it could be 
that you're not female. It could be that you're male, or it could be whatever. KFC is inclusive. They don't they don't judge. They don't, there's no judgment. But uh, you're at this, uh, and I, I should have written down what they called it. It was this cooking academy. That semester lasts for three days. So going into it, you know it's going to be a short game, which is great because you know who wants to spend an inordinate amount of time playing a uh, advertisement dating simulator, which is weird. That's a very weird mouthful of things to say. Again, um, words that don't really make sense when you put them together in that order, but here we are in the, you know, 2021. So you wake up on the first day of your trip to this new quote-unquote school, and uh, my daughter was watching me play this because she loved it. The head instructor at this school is a corgi uh, named Professor Dog, and you go to this school with your best friend, uh, a robot that is not a robot, it's really an animated chicken fryer. Um, uh, dumb little kid, weird student nobody talks to, and then your Team Rocket adversaries. And I call them Team Rocket because it seems like that's kind of the defining trait is that there's the male and the female, and they're both just there to, to get in your way and, and upset the apple cart and and be the best there ever was, and you can't do it. So uh, you have your natural uh, uh, rival as it were, and that's what it calls them, just calls them the rivals. And uh, and then, of course, you have this young, strapping, uh, sexified version of Harlan Sanders. As Once the... again, going for that Mario Lopez vibe <laughs> of, of getting like the young, sexy Colonel Sanders, like done up in, in that classic Notice Me Senpai sort of style that is so exactly that. certain genres of anime. And I think I'm going to make that the cover for this, uh, this episode, too, just because it's so off the wall and so crazy i guess in this case uh, it'd be notice me pot pie i'm not really sure how it breaks down (laughs) Uh, incidentally this is kind of funny me and the wife were at the store today buying uh we wanted to buy some pot pies chicken pot pies uh like who wouldn't want to buy chicken pot pies i love chicken it's winter comfort food right so i we called it up we called the kids and and uh she asked william if he wanted some pot pies and whether maria wanted some pot pies and uh, what kind did you want? Chicken, turkey, beef are the three main kinds. And uh, he's like, they have beef at Popeyes. He thought we said pot pies. You know, he's oh. like, he thought we said Popeyes chicken. Like, and so he's like, they have beef at Popeyes. It's like, no, dingbat, <laughs> pot pies. Two words, pot pies. Well, when, oh. when you're talking about chicken pot pies and chicken at pot pies, I guess it's you know it's it's real easy to uh, if you're not enunciating clearly as I don't always, then it might probably is is an easy thing to uh, to conflate. Right, but it screwed me all up because I was getting pot pies because I wanted pot pies for dinner tonight, and now talking about chicken all day and and thinking about Popeyes chicken and their side items, it's like fuck, I'm, I'm eating the wrong Wait. thing today. You know, my nearest KFC is actually about 15 minutes away in a neighboring town, and I'm actually thinking that as cold as it is, and it is cold as shit out there right now. I think the last time I looked at my phone, it was uh, an even zero, and that's not even incorporating the wind chill. Um, I think I still might have to, at the end of all this, uh, go and get myself uh, some chicken. Cause, you, could, uh, you could always door dash it. I don't, know, I don't know if they come this far. But we'll see. I might do it. I don't know. I'm really trying to get better these days because I'm really trying hard not to die. But, uh, you know, um, you can't really talk about fried chicken for an hour and then, you know, go ahead and have, uh, you know, a protein bar for dinner. It just doesn't work. My wife just sent me the uh, ordering link for chicken from KFC. 
Because <laughs> she can well, overhear us talking, and I'm like, you're not really helping here. They should be sponsoring this episode. They should be sponsoring it. Damn it. They, you know, as much free advertising as we're getting out of us, they really should be tossing us a couple of bones. Right. Uh, but, all right, so we talk about this game. This dating simulator, it takes about uh, about half hour. It's not a long game, uh, thankfully. It's rather, uh, you know, upbeat with the obnoxious Japanese music and all the, you know, uh, 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 stereotypical tropish kind of behaviors and oh my god notice me senpai you're absolutely right oh my god he's, he's looking at me and yeah it, it's really strange and and uh, I don't want to spoil it for you get up and download it yourself it takes almost nothing to play this game if you Watch got a the laptop, movie download the dating sim right might as well give give KFC your eyeballs for two minutes you know whatever but it was amusing and I gotta say. Uh, I, I I left that ex, I left that experience smiling. I wasn't upset about the time wasted. So I mean, that's that right? Yeah, sure. And and then you know, uh, there's there's always the um, certain you have to do certain things in life just to get to the other side of them. Right. I mean, and you're, you're you know, even if it was awful, you know, it's, it, this this podcast is a passion project for everybody involved. So you know, you have to uh, suffer for your art sometimes. So when you go into something, rolling your eyes and thinking, well, this is going to be probably a, you know a pile of shit, and then it less than disappoints you. You know, I, I don't know who it is that said it. I've seen it quoted many times in little uh, ridiculous inspirational memes all over Facebook and social media. You know, time that you enjoy spending is never wasted. I agree. It sounds a little, like you said, motivational poster-ish, but I like it. Um, Bumper sticker bullshit is still sometimes has nuggets of wisdom buried within it. <laughs> and they actually had a couple of different other uh, uh, KFC video games that I stumbled across as I was doing my research. They have a, uh, a VR experience, uh, a themed <laughs> of they do. KFC VR-themed experience, and unfortunately I only have the uh, PSVR, and it wasn't available for that. Um so what they had it's called the hard way and basically you have to escape uh a chicken cooking experience like you're cooking kfc chicken in this vr experience and and one of the key takeaways was don't throw the chicken because then uh the chickens come after you or some some weird bullshit like that i don't know now uh another game uh they came out with uh, was called and this was in 2015 so it's a little dated now but it was a, uh, like an 8-bit kind of beat-em-ups type of game, uh, like old NES or old Sega Genesis type, uh, called Colonel's Quest. Uh, and in <laughs> fact, and I've been looking for these too, they have drumstick-shaped controllers that you can buy, or ostensibly. Get the fuck out of here. To, I mean, I, and, and it's like a motion controller. You just swing them like nunchuck, the wee nunchucks, and you're... Using them to punch and you know do whatever you're doing, but they're shaped like chicken drumsticks. Because of course they are. Why because of they course be? they are. And I never bought into like the old uh, like the bongos for uh, the Donkey Kong game and all the weird peripherals. I try to avoid as much as possible. I think the last specialty controller that I bought, and this is no shit. This is probably more than twenty years ago. Um, was the fishing controller for Sega Bass Fishing on the Dreamcast. And that actually, that game, I remember, because I'm not, I don't like to fish in, in actual meat space. It's, I'm not a real life fisher person. Meat um, space. But I, I did, I, yeah, I mean, I, but I did kind of, I really enjoyed playing that game because it was um, 
like well before the Wii, it was actually motion controlled. It did actually have a, a gyro or a, some kind of thing in it, so that if you wanted to hook the fish, you actually had to jerk the. It was it was shaped like a little reel, if I remember right. And it had I do a remember, thing it, yeah. Side, you know, and you could spin the reel and and reel it in that way, and you actually had to jerk the controller to hook the fish to set the hook. And you know, as much as I don't really like fishing because you know it's just. Uh, I like to get outside once in a while. I'm not a total basement dwelling pasty, you know, gamer type, but I do, uh, I do get outside. But I, you know, fishing it just always seems like a lot of work for not a lot of return, right? Unless you're someplace where you can like really land a whole lot of fish in a short amount of time, which is never a guarantee. But that fishing game, that uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but that had me hooked from the word go. I love that <laughs> had you hooked. Jesus and I Christ. actually still have a Dreamcast. I just dug it out of storage. And if I could find that game again and get that controller, I would probably play it again just because I had such a good time with it back in the day. The last odd peripheral I bought, and then I swear to God I'll stop trying to diverge the conversation. You can actually see it behind me. Oh, yeah. uh, it looks like a bent piece of PVC tubing. It is called the AIM controller for the PlayStation VR, and it substitutes as uh, rifles and guns in uh, VR space, and it's actually one of the best... Uh, equipped controllers I've come across for that kind of action. It's really neat. I love to use it. So, anyways, meat space. Uh, <laughs> That's what it is. My wife keeps sending me chicken links now. She's trying to get us. I to thought buy only sausage now. came in links. Uh, oh, dad jokes. Dad bod. Dad jokes. No kids over here. There you go. So those are the video games. And the last thing I want to say about video gaming for uh, KFC is in 2017 uh, in India. They released a chicken box that had half of a game controller on either side of the box and a place on top of the box where you could mount your phone, kind of like one of those uh, third-party controllers that you can mount your phone to to play uh, video games. And yeah. That is a particularly savvy marketing move, not only because chicken is, is widely consumed in India because there's a, a very large Hindi population that does not consume beef, so chicken is huge in India. Some of my favorite Indian food uh, is, is made with chicken. But also because um, India is the largest mobile market in the world for mobile phones. There, I, I mean, I, it's huge. They have a, a, a population of literally a billion people. One out of every seven people in the world lives in India. It's just a massive population. And because they're a rapidly developing country, um, mobile uh, mobile phones. There, there, are, there have been many mobile phones made by manufacturers that I follow uh, to an extent that release phones that are exclusively for the Indian market. So mobile gaming is kind of a big deal in India. So that was, you know, if, if you're going to make a, a weird marketing tie-in peripheral thing for the Indian market, then making it mobile phone-based is, is, is a particularly sharp move because it's just such a huge market for that sort of thing. And I guess uh, uh, bouncing off of that idea... One more thing that they did release specifically in India, and I think it follows the exact same train of thought that you're going on, is KFC India released, and i, I got to find when they did this, uh, looks like 2016. Like I said, it's kind of this weird, maybe that's when they got this new marketing company, it was in 2016. This weird throw everything at the goddamn fan to see what sticks thing. But they released to a uh, uh, very limited run, uh, you weren't guaranteed to get it. But in India, they released what they called the Watta Box, W-A-T-T-A Box, Watta Box. Um, and what this was was a chicken box with a battery charger for cell phones built into it. So it could charge your iPhone or your Android phone while you ate your chicken. 
genius. Isn't that just... You know, I mean, I mean here, gaming is huge, so you've got a chicken-warming uh, gaming console. In India, mobile gaming is much more prevalent, so you can charge your phone while you eat your chicken. They're just, you know, they're just always thinking over there. Good for them. Good for them. In fact, I, I for one, uh, salute you with my chicken greasy hands. I think that is uh, a stunning way to go. Now, of course, it didn't have very many... Uh, positive reviews it didn't charge that much i think one user said they got like 16 percent battery charge out of it but you know what it's a gimmick what do you expect if you're looking at gimmicky novelty products to solve all your problems then you're kind of <laughs> that's like going to a, that's like leaving a house saying saying i just didn't feel loved <laughs> she wouldn't cuddle me damn it <laughs> all right so we're going to take one more quick break and then we've got i think all of the reasonable shit out of the way now. I think when we come back, we're going to talk about just the bonkers off the wall shit now. Pants on head and nutty bullshit. Let's go. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Now, here we go. The 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 absolute craziest of the crazy shit now. Uh, me and Jim this is what you tuned in for. Absolutely. The, the shit that you just like, no, that can't be real. You That's guys are not... fucking pulling my chicken leg right now, I swear. Uh, so, uh, you're bagawking up the wrong tree. Oh, sorry. I, I, I got to drop little chicken nuggets of joy in there once in a while. Jeez, we're going to both get fired. Um, We're our own bosses. Who's going to fire us? You're going to fire me. I'm going to fire you. It'll be great. Well, then, um, as long as we hire each other back, we'll be all right. Fair enough. All right. So I've got a couple of really just wackadoo shit that I want to talk about. But, Jim, you have <laughs> one you wanted to start with. Go ahead. Yeah, this will really set the tone for this here wrap-up segment. But uh, one of the first things that I became aware of long before the fire log and the KF console and all the nutty crap we've talked about up until now... Um, I'm looking at the article right now. This is uh, 2017, again, sort of like when they did their, their biggest push for a lot of the stuff that you've talked about. But um, there was a guy on Twitter, and I'm probably going to mess up his name because I, I'm just reading it, but it's Mike Edget, E-D-G-E-T-T-E. And he um, figured out KFC's crazy social media strategy. You know, there's a lot of people on Twitter who make it a point to uh, to kind of be big public figures but only follow maybe a very small handful of key accounts like John Stewart uh, of Daily Show fame just joined Twitter and he is followed by millions as you might well expect because he's very late to the uh, the service but um, he only follows one account one account total he follows the Arby's account because anybody who ever watched the Daily Show knows that Arby's was kind of John Stewart's whipping boy for a long time apropos of nothing he admitted several times I just you know I, it was a bit that I kind of came up with and went with it I got nothing against Arby's but he constantly talked Arby's down and now he follows them on Twitter but anyway this came Mike, Mike Edget he had been following the KFC Twitter account and, and KFC also sort of symbolically only followed 11 other accounts and, of course, if you are any aficionado of KFC at all, you know that 11 is a very significant number for KFC because 11 is the amount of herbs and spices that are in their supposedly secret recipe. Now, this guy figured out, after looking at KFC's account only following 11 other accounts, uh, the 11 accounts that they followed were the five Spice Girls <laughs> and then six guys named Herb. So 11 <laughs> Herbs and Spices. 
And so he sent oh. out a tweet saying, ha ha, KFC, that's really funny. The only accounts you follow are Eleven Herbs and the Spice Girls. And I'm just going to read from this article. It's on Thrillist.com, which is kind of a, a lifestyle website that you may have uh, been to. Um, Last month, a random Twitter user pulled back the veil on KFC's brilliant social media strategy. The user, at Edget22, noticed a hidden joke and baked into the company's Twitter account. It only follows 11 other accounts, six of which are guys named Herb, while the other five are members of the Spice Girls. When Edget noticed the subtle gag, it caused a furor, testing the limits of commotion caused by fast food chains online. Uh, in the intervening days, he probably has been relishing his 15 minutes of internet fame, but KFC has decided to massage his ego with a fancy gift. The chain, and this is real, sent him an oil portrait of himself sharing a KFC drumstick with Colonel Sanders against a stunning nature backdrop with mountains towering the distance and a majestic waterfall spraying mist next to a deer. And in this picture, Colonel Sanders is, no shit, giving this guy, and they painted him based on his likeness of his Twitter avatar, giving him a piggyback ride while they share a chicken drumstick against a Bob Ross-worthy nature background. Now, it I would encourage you... if you stunning. You, if you do nothing else we recommend on this on this particular episode in terms of like playing the game or you know uh, watching the the movie or, or reading the romance novel um, you need to get Google KFC painting and look at this majestic lump of promotional bullshit because it's one of the coolest things that I've ever I mean I, uh, <laughs> again total disclosure I work in advertising for my day job and this is a genius maneuver this guy was the first person to point out on uh, Twitter that this is this was KFC's social media strategy, and they sent him a full and it's not even a small it's not like a, a small postage size painting it's huge it's a giant commissioned oil painting that you know if not for the fact that it's a promotional tie-in could be hanging on the wall of an art museum it's gorgeous and, and I, I think they, what they we're going to do is we're going to post a picture of it up on our uh, yeah on our on our Instagram page and and throw it on our Twitter just because it's a thing of goddamn beauty. It's it absolutely And they stunning. sent it to this guy totally free of charge without any sort of, you know, just because he figured out their social media strategy. And it's it's gorgeous. You got to see it. It's stunning. I love it. So, yeah, that definitely falls into the category of batshit insane. Um, what I wanted to come up with, now, there's a couple of, uh, uh, I want to say home care items. I don't know if we want to call them home care, but... Uh, a couple of things they came up with. They did come up with what they call KFC Extra Crispy Sunscreen. Uh, which is a sunscreen used... It's actually a free giveaway. They didn't sell it. They gave it away via a personalized KFC website. And uh, uh, what was the In name... In case you want to attain that beautiful uh, golden brown uh, deep fryer tone. When you're right. basking in the sunshine. And what was the name of that professional uh, tanning guy for a long time? Was it George... Uh, not George, oh, uh, oh, not George Harrison. Crazy Harrison. Jo- oh. Hamilton. You George Hamilton. George Hamilton. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah okay. the George Hamilton. Okay, so I'm going to... Who actually gonna, played Colonel Sanders in, in some of the commercials. Specifically, this commercial. This was the commercial that they featured George Hamilton in. Was hawking their sunscreen for their golden brown chicken or their golden chicken. It and that's another sort of weird tangent beautiful. we can split off into the, the, the ads where they've had people playing Colonel Sanders. You know who who Reba McIntyre and John Darryl Goodman Hammond and John Goodman and Norm Macdonald Norm and Donald. George Hamilton and uh, God who all Rob, Rob Lowe, Lowe I think did it a couple times. Rob Lowe yeah, did it. You know, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so they did that. Uh, it was actual sunscreen that makes you smell like chicken, which, ew. But you know, I, yeah, I mean. 
if it works, it's if, if it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. So I don't know. I have to look up and see if anybody uh, attained that beautiful Hamiltonian tan, that, that deep golden brown uh, fried tone with this stuff or not. But, right. You know. And then they came out with uh, KFC Hong Kong in 2016. As we say, KFC is super huge in the Asian markets. Uh, they and as, as a tribute. Uh, to their finger licking good motto, which has always been kind of KFC's thing, finger licking good. Uh, they made, in cooperation with uh, Ogilvy and Mather uh, Cosmetics and McCormick Spices, a lickable nail polish. Lickable nail polish. Which is absolutely abhorrent uh, in this day and age, in the age of COVID and everything else. Uh, the fact sticking your fingers in your mouth all the time just seems like a really bad, stupid idea. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how to spell that. I don't know how to look it up. You know, I, I think some Ogilvy and Mather might even be an advertising company. Uh, but it, whatever they... Whatever, whatever the hell they, they are. Could, yeah. And then McCormick Spices are the people that make their, their seasoning mix, which makes sense. Uh, and then, in addition to that... Uh, there was, what's the other one I wanted to talk about personal? Oh, they, they came out with uh, an entire line of casual wear. You know, with the red and the white and the Colonel branding and the KFC and chicken branding and all that shit. Uh, pillows and sweatshirts and, and... I mean, I guess around here in, in, in Western markets, people tend to wear branded, uh, apparel, uh, high-end things. You see people walking around with like, you know... Gucci bags or, you know, very prominently displayed uh, designer logos on, on clothing, sometimes in very garish, um, you know, large splashed across the, the entire surface of the of the right. garment uh, logo branding. You know, I, I lived in Vegas for a while. I, you know, I, I've been there a lot. And you sort of see that sort of among the folks that are walking around. You see like a lot of like really high. It was a lot of high end shops there. Every every luxury brand in the world has a location in Las Vegas. And, and you, you, so you see people. But, you know, I guess if you're trying to convey a certain lifestyle and you are, you know, uh, you, you do want to wear uh, proudly the logo of the Colonel and the 11 Herbs and Spices and the Finger Licking Good and all that, then that's available to you as well. You know, you don't have to worry about um, dropping a whole bunch of money on like a Louis Vuitton bag. You can just, you know, wear like the, the KFC casual line of of, of ready-to-wear, fashion-fast <laughs> clothing. And you can you can advertise your brand loyalty that way. Right, which brings And me the best thing about it is, if you get gravy stains on your shirt, nobody's going to give a shit, because it's just totally, it's on brand for what you're wearing. Right, which brings me to the next weirdest shit, and, and it's wearable. Now, I watched a lot of videos about this, as I said. I did a lot of research. Uh, they've got... Uh, there's a type of people that wear... Um, clothing that are like you say the labels they're there for the labels they're there for the the branding and they call yeah. them they call them hype beasts and that's so, the, the, the street term sure right and so one of the things that they have uh released and, and come out with with for hype beasts is uh crocs have been really huge with hype beasts for just really no reason crocs the little foam shoes 
Uh, and, and I wish well, I was kidding. You'd think that they were, they, were, they were put together almost as an anti-fashion statement. Like, you know what? These look like there's something wrong with your feet. You look like you have a podiatric disease. Um, <laughs> but they're comfortable as fuck, so you're going to wear them because, you know, that's that's you're more concerned about how you feel than how you look. So it's almost an anti-fashion statement. So, of course, it was almost inevitable that it come all the way full back around full circle into being, you know, a fashion statement in and of itself that was viewed as maybe even a positive thing. Right. So I watched this shoe reviewer who got sent an advance copy of uh, a collaboration between KFC and Crocs and these are the most garish things I've ever seen I mean it's 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 it looked like they were hydro dipped uh, instead of painted but it's like hydro dipped chicken print all over the top of this thing so hydro look... dipped chicken print is another combination of words that I guarantee you it's gonna be my... nobody's ever said out loud before it's gonna be my new cover band name hydro dipped hydro chicken, dipped chicken print, print. But, uh, and then, as if that wasn't garish enough, they threw on, right on the front of it, uh, on the top of where your foot would be, uh, a piece of plastic chicken. It looks like fried chicken, like a drumstick <laughs> on your foot. And if that wasn't crazy and ridiculous enough, it smells like chicken. Because of course it does. Because of course you know, it does. The movie industry, a long time ago, movie theater industry, figured out that if you could pipe popcorn smell into the, in the air ducts, you know, and go for that whole smell vision thing, you will sell more popcorn. Um, and they do, damn it. Yeah, yeah, smell. If you know anything about biology, the, the olfactory response is most closely tied to memory. And if you can get somebody to smell something that evokes a memory, then you've probably, psychologically, biologically, you've kind of already got, you know, your hand halfway in their wallet. So KFC's not stupid when they make things smell like chicken because if you, eat, you put on your Crocs and even though they're about as far away from your nose as you can possibly get and you can still smell chicken, chances are you're going to want to go get some fucking chicken. That's just how it works. That's biologically how human beings are wired. You smell something that, that you like and you want to get more of that thing. So just imagine being out on the beach in the summertime wearing your 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 smelly Crocs and <laughs> your, your smelly uh, chicken-scented sunscreen with your lickable nail polish and rocking the kernel on, a, on one of those v-neck tees or something. You know, can you imagine? As much as we've sat here and flogged the KFC cause for the last God knows how many hours <laughs> we've been talking, <laughs> if, if I were somebody who worked for KFC and I saw somebody repping that hard out, out in the wild, I would have to probably <laughs> at least give them an internship. Yeah, absolutely. Got to give them some kind of throw at uh, one more thing I really want to delve into. Now, there's a, like I said, there's a whole bunch of other crazy shit that we just don't have even the necessary time or, or intestinal fortitude to get through. Believe it or um, not, we're barely scratching the surface here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I'll make honor... Okay, so before we get into the last couple of things, I'm going to make some honorable mentions here. Uh, KFC cereal, mm-hmm. which I couldn't yep. find a whole lot of backup on, but it's supposed to taste like lemonades and spices, like you're eating a bowl full of milk covered chicken skin i don't well, know you know if if it, maybe it's extra crispy good for them um <laughs> but you know i know when i uh, stays extra crispy in home, milk of course it does <laughs> now when, when i make chicken at home i do a milk and egg wash so milk and chicken is not and you know i, I make chicken strips for myself and I, I beat an egg and throw some milk in it and then dip it in the whatever cornmeal or panko crumbs or whatever it is i'm going to use that day um so it's not entirely outside the realm of possibility that you know, but buttermilk chicken is a thing you know buttermilk yeah. is technically an acid when you're cooking but um you know still milk and chicken uh, they're not uh, completely uh off the same t- plate most of the time okay there's a line of uh kfc gravy infused cocktails and this wasn't a product that they released 
it was more kind of recipes that infused like I think one of the ones I saw was like a Bloody Mary with that goddamn KFC gravy incorporated into it as part of it. You know, I can I would unequivocally do it. say without trying, I, that would be fucking delicious. I'm, because I'm a good here Bloody for Mary it. is supposed to be savory. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be. That's why they've got you know people that, that go overboard with the garnish, which is a thing here in, in the land of beer, Wisconsin. Uh, if, if you ever want to really, again, we'll have to do an episode on, on Wisconsin Bloody Marys because if you just Google <laughs> Wisconsin Bloody Mary and do a Google image search for that. I've seen some this, of uh, them. Yeah. There's there's a war going on here uh, to see who can outdo each other by going completely over the top with. There's a place here we can get a a Bloody Mary in a a gallon jug, and it's got an entire fried chicken on top of it. No shit, I'm not kidding. But Jesus you can also Christ. get like cheeseburgers, pizzas, beef sticks, every kind of cheese you could possibly imagine. Produce, you know, there are places where you can get a fifteen dollar Bloody Mary that's got an entire buffet jammed into the top of it. So it's not entirely outlandish to think it it is a savory drink. It's supposed to be a little spicy, a little bit meaty. Uh, so putting some gravy in the uh, in the Bloody Mary, uh, that's what I wouldn't wear the Crocs. I wouldn't necessarily burn the candle, but I would drink the shit out of a KFC gravy Bloody Mary. I'll say that right now. I'm, I'm telling you, you, me, and John Champion, we need to go up to Wisconsin <laughs> and just we'll do a tour. Now, the last time I drank with John Champion, we went to uh, to Trader Vic's in L.A., which I don't even think is there anymore. And we we had a couple of the uh, the tiki bowls. Back in the back back in the before times, you, when four people could sit around the table and jam straws into a, a into a ceramic <laughs> pot, and then suck rum out of it without having to worry about coming down with a d- deadly disease. I got pictures of that somewhere, but that's uh, nice. Yeah, but uh, okay, some more off the wall wacky shit. I don't really want to spend too whole lot of time on. They came out with a a honey bear, and if you're familiar with what the honey bears are, that's just a convenient squeeze bottle for honey that looks like a bear, but they made theirs of course look like a KFC Colonel Sanders bear. Because honey is awesome on biscuits. Absolutely. And chicken. Oh, yeah. If you uh, want to really get that, go whole hog on it. Yeah, absolutely. They did a, a DC Comics tie-in. So, technically, Colonel Sanders is around in the DC multiverse. He's a part of the DC Universe multiverse. It's kind of unclear at time of uh, a time of recording what his actual powers are, but I imagine they're probably uh, heat, food, and or spice-based in some way. I have not gotten my paws on them to read them, but I, I am in the marketplace looking for them. Uh, there's a robotic chicken bucket. I don't know what the hell the purpose of this is. I couldn't find a lot about it, and it might just be a one-off, but... It's probably one of those things, just like the chicken warming console, where you put your chicken in it, and it keeps it warm, and then you can, like, motor it around the floor so you can deliver chicken to people oh, at no. a party or something. Oh, no. It's got a full-on KFC Colonel Sanders head that pops out and talks to you. Lunacy. I, you know... At this point, I, I, I really, I, I'm going to say I wish you were kidding, but I know we have not <laughs> lied to you once throughout this entire episode. All of this shit is absolutely real or was at one point. Uh, they released, it was. It seems like a one-off, but uh, uh, I want to say that it's still available potentially. They called it the Internet Escape Pod uh, in 2017. It is, a, basically, it's a small tent that you can sit in. It's a Faraday cage with a giant... Uh, upholstered kernel on top so you could put your phones down while you eat and focus on the food and your family now that came with a price tag of ten thousand dollars so like i said i imagine it's still available because i don't know who the hell would have bought that 
Uh, unless like, you're just... like you need to really encourage people with actual with, with technology to not be on their phones with eating chicken because <laughs> as we've said previously finger licking good being the slogan and tagline that kfc has used since time out of mind and i, I admire their commitment to that they don't change up their tagline every couple of years like mcdonald's does they're, they're not fickle like that they've gone with finger licking good since their inception but the reason why they go with that is because you know you know that it's true if you have ever eaten a kfc and if you haven't, what the fuck is wrong with you? But, you know, you know that, like, the modern era of smartphones and uh, chicken grease are not necessarily compatible species in the Earth terrarium. You kind of have to pick one or the other for whatever period of time you're indulging in that particular vice. Right. And so the last one that I want to discuss, and this is a, a kind of a recent thing that I'd seen. It was called the, uh, well, I don't know, it's called the Memories Bucket. They did have a name for it. Memories Bucket. It is a photo printing KFC chicken bucket. So the top half of it is actually holds chicken. The bottom half of it Bluetooths to your phone. And Memory ostensibly what it's like for... like the chicken in my face. You take pictures of you and your friends enjoying the chicken. You Bluetooth connect your phone to it. And out pops a Polaroid of the picture you just took. Fucking what? Uh, what? You know, it's, it's, it's brilliant in its insanity. It just is. Now, this was released by KFC Canada back in 2015. Uh, it was a collaboration between KFC Canada and Grip Limited, uh, and it was to commemorate the 60th anniversary of KFC being in Canada. Um, I'm not sure if they ever went into mass production on it. I know they at least produced a prototype, um, because the video I showed or I watched had at least a prototype of it, but holy shit. This is Bluetooth right back up there, bucket. right up there with the uh, the type uh, tray typer and the uh, and and the, and the KF console. I mean, it's just it serves a niche that you didn't know needed filled, but also holds chicken. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know that that whether it seems there's there's kind of a running theme, I guess, not just you know uh, KFC and chicken. There's a uh, the things they produce are either Colonel Sanders, they, they feature him like the honey bear with his face on it, or the different actors and actresses even that play him in, in the commercials, or the, the oil painting with his face on it, or um, we're talking about things that actually help you enjoy your chicken more efficiently and that also have to happen to be you know, tech-focused in some way. Right. So, you know... I, I just I just know I just know that somewhere at some and this probably happened more than once given how how spread out these things are that they just probably have a yearly meeting a yearly strategy meeting where they get all the creatives together from from corporate <laughs> and they just throw chicken at the wall and see what sticks and you know somebody keeps a master list of all the crazy brainstormed bullshit that everybody came up with in that strategy meeting and then at some point they go back to the well and they say what which one of these do we want to do this month <laughs> that has to be what's happening if i know anything about corporate brainstorming meetings and after 20 years in marketing i genuinely fucking do know quite a bit about corporate brainstorming meetings i'm sure that's exactly what's happening in, in the, i would love the, to see the, that fucking whiteboard of, in the halls of chaos because you, you know the shit they don't produce if these are the things they're putting right. out they're putting out chicken scented <laughs> crocs and sunscreen and casual wear and exactly. consoles you got to think, what are the things that are too banana pants, head on fire, crazy to actually produce? What are the things that the interns... Or the Where do they draw that fucking out? line? Where's the tipping point between, yeah, this is something we could put out, and now nah, that's too fucking crazy for even us. Where is the line? <laughs> I would love to roll, just to read that whiteboard and just... 
ogling and if this, fascination. if this episode ever finds itself into the ears of anybody from KFC who could even just snap a grainy cell phone photo of the whiteboard from that meeting, of all of the crazy uh, tossed out marketing ideas, you know, I, we'll come up with some kind of prize. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll give you something. There's got to be something we can do. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we didn't cover. Like I said, I mean, the, the well is just endless. There's There's vinyl records, there's... Uh, romance novels that came up with a romance novel in 2018 called The Tender Wings of Desire. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not shitting you. And I, I actually listened to uh, Good Mythical Morning read segments from the novel, and it was, I mean, it, it's a romance novel. Yeah. I but, mean, I guess uh, the movie was the next logical step. Although the fact that they went to the extra step of creating a separate story and title for both the romance film and the romance novel, and they're not based on each other, one direction or the other. Boggling. They, they, they made two different pieces of, of romance-based entertainment with Colonel Sanders as the the sexy lead, and they put them both out. That just that, that should be... if, if yeah, Of all the <laughs> shit, that just goes to, to show you just how absolutely out there and over the top these guys are. So that's kind of the list, guys, and, and I guess kind of want to throw it out to our listeners here to find out... Uh, what is the craziest, most off-the-wall, and it doesn't have to be KFC-related. We can delve into the conversation on uh, on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. We could talk about uh, other companies and their tie-ins. What's your favorite uh, corporate tie-in, if you will? What really made you step back and think, what in the strange six levels of hell is going on here? Uh, send us a message on Facebook. Again, facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom. Uh, hit us up on our Gmail, which is uh, feelyourfandom at gmail.com. Or uh, fyftalentbooking at gmail.com will also find its way to our inboxes. Right, and just kind of let us know uh, what the most off-the-wall marketing stunt you've seen is. And and definitely we're going to do a follow-up to this because, I mean, there was shit from Burger King and Wendy's and all these other companies that we didn't oh, even hell, I have still know the people. time to get into. I have friends who still are using like the the McDonald's themed tumblers with like Mayor McCheese and because uh, <laughs> for a while their McDonald's actually they had a, a McDonald's Land character that they kind of knocked this off in the eighties when they had, came out with the chicken nugget little animated you know claymation or puppet things, but they had for a while a uh, a McDonald's Land character that represented every menu item like Mayor McCheese was the cheeseburger and Big Mac the mayor or not uh, Big Mac who, who uh, was the fish sandwich. That was, like, it was like a pirate captain whose name I can't remember. But uh, then, then, like, Birdie the Early Bird represented the whole breakfast, uh, breakfast menu. menu. But there's, yeah. I remember distinctly, because my, you know, speaking of fast food tie-ins. The French Fry Kids. Weird. I remember but, those. Yeah, the French yeah. Fry Kids. My family actually had, for a long time, the Melmac dinner plates with, like, scenes from McDonald Land on them. And words were on the edges that were all in verse that told you little stories about the McDonald Land characters. I'm pretty sure they were, like, Happy Meal tie-ins back in the day. I, I think like, it like, would be Melanine or Melamine. Mel- yeah, Mel- 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 Melmac. Melmac is like Mel- the plastic Melmac- plate stuff. Melmac is the planet that Alf comes from. And that's why it's funny, because that's uh, they named it after the, the plastic shit the plates are made out of. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take a, a quick second to Google the... Uh, <laughs> we don't have to... We, we could wrap this up, but I'm going to have to look up what the, what the pirate character was that was supposed to represent the filet of fish. Right, so um, we can have an entire conversation about other marketing uh, gimmicks and tie-ins, and all the major uh, places have done it. We just kind of got hung up on... Just the batshit insane KFC stuff, and yeah, kind of lost the plot a little bit while we were doing research. So, or found the plot, as, as the case were. may be. But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom podcast. 
uh, on behalf of both myself and Jim, I, I want to thank you. And uh, uh, like I said, if you have anything to add to the show, we can't do this without you. So uh, give us a like, give us a share, uh, throw out a suggestion, an idea, interact with us in some way, shape, or form, and uh, we'd love to have you as a part of the program. But uh, until next time, uh, just keep remembering that everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. Take care. Before you stop recording, I looked it up. It's Captain Crook. We can make this. We can make that the uh, the, the, the Easter egg at the the post credit scene at the end of this episode. If anybody's still listening.